Welcome to Club and Country, the podcast of record for Nashville SE coverage, brought to you by two people who've covered the club more than anyone else in their respective disciplines. We open with the smooth tones of Moon Taxi, a band you've likely heard on local and national radio and a group that hails from Middle Tennessee. Welcome to our pilot episode on the 440 Sports Network. I'm Wes Bowling, radio commentator for Nashville Soccer Club. I've covered Nashville Soccer on the radio airwaves dating back to the USL era and I'm currently a radio analyst for the club on match days. And I'm Tim Sullivan, the editor of ClubCountryUSA.com, also known as Club and Country, which you may recognize as the name of this podcast. I've been covering the team as a journalist since before the first professionals took the pitch for it. And I've traveled farther than just about anyone to see the boys in gold in person. Yeah, you've been to Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, oh yeah. Shockingly, shockingly like Spanish Mission San Diego style campus there at Montclair State. Very strange. Who knew? New York Red Bulls yeah. two to covering a team that went to the MLS Cup quarterfinals, the conference semis. What a range. We are thrilled to bring you this pilot episode of Nashville's newest soccer podcast, Club and Country. It is the same name as Tim's website, as as you mentioned, Tim. And that's because we plan to give you guys, fans of soccer in Middle Tennessee and beyond, the same high-quality content that Tim has brought you for years on the web in audio form. And plus, we want to connect you with prominent voices in the Nashville soccer world and beyond. Yeah, I cover the team comprehensively at clubcountryusa.com. And our hope is that this can be an extension of and a complement to the coverage that I've been providing. And we hope that our pilot debut episode goes about as well as Alistair Johnston's first start for Canada (laughs) on Monday night, a goal against the Cayman Islands. That was a good moment for him, by the way. Yeah, his quick rise. He's a guy who I think people didn't realize had kind of the reputation that he did uh, within kind of the, the back channels of Canada soccer and all that sort of stuff. But the way that he's been publicly just excelling at a very rapid pace is really impressive. And we hope that our ascendancy is that rapid as well as a podcast. Uh, <laughs> what a pro. What a pro. Uh, hey, hey, get used to the segues. They might be rough sometimes. <laughs> they might be smooth. That one was was a little better uh, transition from, from the back line to, to the top of the formation. So tonight we're not going to get deep into tactics or NSC or any of that just yet. We will touch on that toward the end of the episode. But we thought first we would introduce ourselves and give you a bit of a statement of intent. We've told you who we are. What do we want to do with this podcast that's different than maybe what else you've heard or seen in this market? And so without further ado, let's state why we're here doing this. This podcast aims to add two established voices to the Nashville Soccer Conversation, which is a robust conversation right now. And there's plenty of really good content out there in written and spoken form. But we think we can bring a perspective that is closer to the club than perhaps you've heard, a perspective we don't think you'll find anywhere else between Tim, who, as we've discussed, has been to Montclair, New Jersey and and Loudoun, Virginia and all over the map covering USL and now MLS and me, who started a very short lived website called Golden Goal about three days after Tim started Club and Country. And it lasted about two years shorter than Club and Country, which is still (laughs) going strong. Rest in peace, Golden Goal. But, you know, from from the start of the MLS announcement on, we've both been covering this club and we think we have unique perspective to lend. So you have questions, we have answers. What can you expect from this podcast? What will set us apart? And here's what we think will make this show different from anything else in the market. Number one, I'll start, is inside perspective. We are as close to the club as anybody in the soccer media landscape, both in Nashville and beyond. And not just the history of covering this club, but current access, 
going to trainings when they're open again, being on calls, off-the-record calls with Gary Smith before every broadcast in my case. And that perspective gives us a unique understanding of how the club operates and of how things are progressing. And as a result, this show is really not about speculation. We're not going to tell you what we think as much as we're going to tell you what we know. And when we don't have those answers, we are close to the people who do have them. And so we'll do our best to bring you the real story. I won't be able to tell you everything that Gary Smith tells me on a a confidential broadcast prep call, but the insight that he gives will help refine my perspective of what's happening in the club. And I can bring some of that to you as the audience. Yeah, I think the thing that kind of is related to that is the access that we'll be able to provide fans to the inner workings of the club. And that's not just from our expertise. That's not just from what we pick up from some of those situations. But some of the guests that we'll be able to bring onto the show, we're really excited that we're going to be able to bring you um, some of the headliners that you are really looking forward to hearing from that maybe you feel like you have not had an opportunity to hear as much from as you would like to in the in the podcasting landscape around this club over the past few years here. And we really want it to feel like you are hearing from these people, not us as your proxies. This is not our podcast. Yes, we're the voices behind it, but this is yours. And so we want to hear your voice and let your questions guide our content. And so as we're having those conversations with high-level club officials, with voices and faces that you know well from around the American soccer world, we want your questions to guide it. We'll have a mailbag segment like every podcast you've ever heard. But beyond that, we want you to know that your input on social media, your comments on clubandcountryusa.com, those are going to guide our decisions of who to have on and what to talk about with those folks. So we want to be not just your voices, we want your voices to shine through. Yeah, and I think the last thing that we're really excited to be able to bring to people is is the tone of this podcast. It's going to be fun. It's going to be informative. And most importantly, it's going to be both of those things at the same time. We don't want to be too dry as we bring you kind of the inner details. You can go to my website for a lot of that stuff. But we also don't want to be kind of too lighthearted and take it uh, maybe not seriously enough. We really want to be able to, to kind of walk right down the, that line and bring you uh, the appropriate mix of, of each of those sides of things. As the old wise saying goes, if you can't make fun of yourself, make fun of somebody else. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> so we will do plenty of that on this podcast, as well as maybe a little bit of self-deprecation here and there as well. And, and by the way, speaking of that, we each have uh, a young child at home. I have a dog sitting two feet behind me right now. You're going to hear some color commentary that we don't always expect. <laughs> and we'll try to minimize that, but that goes with it, right? We're bringing our true selves to this and not trying to polish something. Yeah, the the, uh, the Nashville soccer old heads will be familiar with producer Lily for sure. So they'll, they'll hear some cameos from her over the, over the course of this. And young, young Cameron, um, he's watched soccer. He just doesn't know he's watched soccer at seven months old and he has a lot to <laughs> say about soccer to Lily um, turn on basketball I don't want to watch soccer right now so it's, a, it's an interesting oh, no. parenting journey that we're walking together I think here I don't know what I will do if my child does not like soccer I uh, he can like whatever he wants I'm not going to force him to but man that's I don't know <laughs> I don't know that's what, that's what the iPad is for I've learned <laughs> there you go there you go mutual benefit right So that's a little bit about who we are and where we're coming from, but let's get a little deeper into our background. Why do we care about soccer in Nashville and why are our voices relevant? Tim, who are you? Why do you care? Why are you relevant? Uh, I can only claim so much relevance in in this world. (laughs) I'm a journalist by trade. It's what I've done for my entire professional life. I have been in sports journalism. I covered uh, games at Michigan Stadium, 
the Rose Bowl. I've covered games at Nissan Stadium. I've covered college football at Nissan Stadium, just like I've covered MLS at Nissan Stadium. So that's something that, you know, I kind of have a a wide breadth of sports journalism uh, experience that is, I think, really helped me figure out how to talk about sports, even if it's something that, that I'm newer to, like I am with soccer than I have been with football. But on that note, uh, I've always been a soccer fan and, and getting to learn to be a bit more of a soccer analyst is something that has been really fun for me over the past several years. Slightly before I started uh, talking about Nashville SC is when I really started to get into it a little bit more in the nitty gritty. And um, the the one thing I, I will definitely say about my my insight into soccer is, is nobody works harder than I do to try and learn stuff that I don't know and try and fill those gaps in my knowledge for sure. And to flatter you for a sec, I've not found a lot that you don't know. If you go to clubcountryusa.com <laughs> and, and check out the analysis, it's going to get a lot more tactical than we'll be willing to get in an audio format. So it's a perfect complement to the content that we'll be discussing at uh, perhaps a, uh, a more baseline level here on this podcast. And yet, if you want to go tactical with us, we can go there. If you if you reach out and want to talk about the the dynamics of a 4-2-3-1 formation for Nashville SC, which they ran most of last year, Versus, say, a three-five-two that they ran in the early USL championship days. We'll go there. Um, and, and Tim certainly is a guy to, to do that. You mentioned the cross-section of, 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 you know, covering both college football and soccer at Nissan Stadium. I'll add a little pro football to that. I come back from, I come from the reporting world. I was the number three sports reporter uh, at the CBS affiliate in Knoxville, Tennessee, which does not um, reek of prestige, but was a lot of fun. <laughs> and the result of, of that job description was that whatever the main sports anchor and the weekend guy didn't want to cover, I was sent off to cover. Uh, that occasionally was Tennessee Titans football. More often, it was things like curling. They're opening a curling bar in Nashville, by the way. Tim, you're the one who told me that. Excited about that. <laughs> covered wakeboarding. Um, you know, High school sports were big, including soccer. And fell in love with telling stories. Meanwhile, sports has always been in my blood. I've wanted to be the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers since I was five years old. But about 15 years ago, I went to Europe and injected soccer into my veins. It was a study abroad program. I don't know what I learned about the European Union in that trip to eight European cities in a month. But <laughs> it was during the 06 World Cup in Germany. And we were in the bars in Paris, rioting in the streets after they beat Spain in the round of 16. We were in the middle of Prague when France and Italy were playing in the World Cup final. And Zinedine Zidane had that uh, infamous headbutt that got him the red card. Ultimately, Italy won in, uh, in uh, extra time, I believe, not penalties, right? It, it, went, it went late. And I was more focused on being in the middle of a throng in the middle of, of Prague at that moment. <laughs> but uh, it's the experience that's just as important as it the It really is. And really, that's the story, right? That's how I fell in love with soccer mm-hmm. was it was as close as I could get to college football, being a born, raised, and hopeless Tennessee Volunteers fan. That blend of soccer, of culture, of tradition. When you think Tennessee, Alabama, you don't think a state border. You think the third Saturday in October. And now when I think Arsenal Spurs, I think you know four kilometers apart in North London and yet worlds apart in terms of at least perceived culture. And that's what I fell in love with and have not looked back. And so I, I took that broadcast history and whatever broadcast ability there was and applied it at Belmont University as their play-by-play voice for a few years and was fortunate enough to get on with Nashville SC in the USL days as play-by-play and now a color commentator on weekends. But that wasn't enough. And you know, since the day the MLS announcement was made, I've been fixating on finding ways to speak to that audience, as you have, Tim, the, the vibrant growing audience mm-hmm. and uh, that like soccer in Nashville and interact with it. And so as soccer creates that new layer of Nashville culture, 
we want to be that mouthpiece for folks who want to follow the rise of the beautiful game and that ripple effect that that it causes in Middle Tennessee and beyond. So with that in mind, let's talk storylines a little bit. What's coming up this season? Nashville SC is going into year two of MLS existence. And expectations last year were put a team on the field and play soccer. And after two matches, we did not know if we would see that again because of the pandemic. Not only was it a bonus to see soccer, but to see good soccer, to see a club that had one of the best defenses in the league, that had guys like Alistair Johnston, whom we referenced earlier, that were breakout stars. Daniel Rios coming up from USL played well when he was on the pitch. Storylines for these fans to fall in love with, but it, Tim, it's almost set up a, a challenging situation for the club in year two, where it, it probably thought it'd be trying to reach things like the Eastern Conference semifinals at best in year two. It did it in year one. Uh, what expectations do you have for this season? What storylines are you looking for? Yeah, I think the thing that that is most just intriguing to me is that this is going to feel like the inaugural season of this club for a lot of fans. A ton of people did not get to see this club in person. Maybe they got to see that first Atlanta game. Maybe they were one of those 59,000 fans for that first Atlanta game, but very few people after that got to see many of the games in person. It's going to feel like a brand new club. And the club on the field has to live up to the the what they put out last year, even if it's you know somebody's first chance to see them in person. Those people have the expectations built in from being able to watch on TV over the course of the past year. And is the club going to live up to those expectations? Are they going to exceed them? And what's it going to be like uh, when the culture around the team is physically around the team? It's not just something that is kind of taking place in people's living rooms, taking place, uh, you know, in their earbuds as they as they listen to this show and and places like that. How is the how is the fan base going to be able to kind of uh, grow with the club as they get to actually experience the club face to face? And that's something that the the coaching staff is so passionate about. When you talk to to Gary Smith, he talks about first and foremost, Mm -hmm. building that relationship with the supporters. He wants to, believe it or not, folks, he wants to play attractive soccer. This team is not a park the bus team. Don't (laughs) listen to those, usually in the national level, who said that's what they were all year long. They weren't. They are passionate about creating that relationship and report. And they know that to to play exciting soccer and hardworking soccer is the way to do that. You are impartial. So am I, even though I'm you know, paid by the club on match weekends. I want to strive to do an impartial job analyzing this club. Even still, what are your chills going to be like the first time that, that 68,000 people are back in that stadium if we get that opportunity this year and there's actually really true, robust atmosphere around this team? Yeah, it's going to be incredible just because, again, we saw just a glimpse of it for that Atlanta game, and it seemed like something really special was building. And then the world kind of ended as we know it, and it's going to just be a completely different experience. And they're going to have to build to that. There's not going to be a full stadium until late in the summer, if at all, this year. And so it's something that, you know, when it finally does happen, is is the payoff going to be even better because it's been building in a way that nobody expected from the beginning? I think that that's something that that is so important for fans to look forward to because it's going to feel like just this incredible vindication that people didn't know that they were going to need when this club first kicked a ball against Atlanta uh, over a year ago at this point. So much pent up angst, um, you know, notes of, of tragedy, frustration that have nothing to do with soccer. And, and yet a rallying point like a soccer stadium can mean everything to so many people getting back together, singing the club anthem and, and watching a competitive team. And, you know, just like we've all been dealing with a, a playbook in Nashville we never expected, on a much lighter note, on a fun MLS, less important, but what we're here to talk about note, NSC wrote a new playbook for a first-year expansion team last year. 
before that, I think the view of first year clubs was very binary. It was, you're going to be an LAFC or in Atlanta. You're going to spend mm-hmm. tens of millions of dollars and you're going to compete right away, or you're going to be Cincinnati, heaven help us, uh, or, or a Minnesota United, yeah. which had a plan, but still got beat, what, six nothing by a fellow expansion team in that first home match in the snow up in, in Minneapolis. And what Nashville did was it rewrote the book a little bit. It wasn't LAFC or Atlanta, didn't spend that kind of money. But they also obviously weren't Cincinnati or Minnesota. They had incredible success, one of a small handful of first-year expansion clubs to make their playoffs. And so my question is, look, there was a new playbook written last year. So that means there's a blank slate for this year, too. What does year two look like for this club when Nashville's not following a previously existing template? It, does it look like a, a, an attempt at a championship run? I think the expectations were always in year two to get to the point where you're challenging for a playoff spot. Well, Nashville SC did that with a little bit of room to spare last year. Yeah. Uh, granted, an expanded field yeah. this year will be the second lowest percentage of the league's teams that'll qualify for the playoffs. 54%, I believe, is the number. So it's going to be tougher to to duplicate what they did last year. And yet, Tim, there's really you know, no playbook yet. And so we, we don't know what the limit is for this team. And I'm inclined not to give them one. Yeah, I think you raise a really good point there because the way that Nashville succeeded last year, the levels of success didn't kind of match up with what the expectations were even over the course of the year. So as you go into a second year after that, they didn't add a ton. Is it is it still going to be good enough? Are these extra pieces that they added going to be the pieces to take them over the top? It's going to be really intriguing to see if, if it's kind of a build on last year or if it's a kind of a new playbook that they have to write once more because nobody's done it this way before. We will go much more in depth in future episodes previewing this season and speaking with guests about this year, but I'll put you on the spot for one more question. The schedule is out. Is there one match, one moment that at this moment, at least, you are most looking forward to? Unfortunately, there's not going to be a full stadium, but it, it's the opening game against FC Cincinnati just because of the excitement of, of bringing a rivalry from USL that everyone was so excited to bring to MLS and just did not have the chance to even sniff last year. That's going to be something that's really special. And I think Nashville SC fans are going to be pretty excited to say, OK, we're going to be more concerned with the product on the field. You guys can be concerned with the product in the stands. And there's those those old storylines are going to butt heads against each other as well. How about you? What are you what are you looking forward to? Well, I'll say this to your your comment first. I completely agree. And it's going to be fantastic to finally see these teams face off. I think that that Nashville's outstanding game day operation staff does such a great job and does not need advice from me, but I'll give them a, a tip and they can use it if they want. <laughs> they should bring out Tucker Hume to flap his wings around the penalty area right before the match as a sort of twelfth man, right in front of any Cincinnati fans that have been able to make the trip down. And surely a lot of those folks will will remember the the classic Tucker Hume moments from the USL days as well. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you're new to this thing. <laughs> hey, look up the the videos and and I'm sure a ton of great content on ClubCountryUSA.com recaps those shining moments in the first year of, of USL. My moment, I think, is is actually five moments, and it's a five match homestand in June and July. Look, it sucks that CMA Fest is not happening this year. It's not good for our city, for our local economy, and we can understand the reasons why it's not happening. Not criticizing the decision. But it does open up Nissan Stadium in June and July for instead of a long summer road stand, a summer of soccer. Kids are going to be out of school. We certainly hope capacity will be higher and we're at a point in our society where where things can be safe enough to do that in the right way. And people can fall in love with this team. It's going to be five good matches, a team that based on the early schedule should be in a decent place in the table at that point. And I think that's just going to be a blast. Yeah. And by that point. After these first three games, they might know that they're playing in the U.S. Open Cup and kind of in that stretch, too. There's going to be a pretty interesting time to see exactly how they can 
compete with a loaded schedule. We'll it's going to be a really fun time. Like you said, not awesome. The CMA Fest isn't happening, but it does open things up for this club to kind of take center stage in the city. And those families that would be at concerts, I'll tell you what, soccer's a lot better than Florida Georgia line. Trust us on that. Apologies to, to <laughs> FGL fans out there. So that's just a glimpse of the types of discussions that we're going to have. And we usually go about twice this long and have a guest and get a little deeper into this stuff. But wanted to give you just that, that pilot episode statement of intent, who we are, why we're here, and what we're going to talk about couple of housekeeping notes. Episodes are going to be every Tuesday, bright and early on your podcast feed. We'll be recording Mondays right after weekend matches. And so you'll be able to get that fresh insight quicker than you will most other places on Tuesday mornings. Put us on for your commute. Subscribe, rate, review, rate, review, subscribe. I said it twice in backward order, just so you know, round robin style, what you should be doing and telling your friends. We're working on our guest lineup. And as we mentioned earlier, you should be thrilled. You're going to be thrilled with the access and insight that you're going to get on the show, not just from us. You might get tired of us talking every now and then, but from the guests that we that we bring on. So <laughs> click the subscribe button and don't sit back and enjoy. Stand up and demand the content you want. Tag either of us on Twitter at Club Country USA or TN's West Bowling, that's B-O-L-I-N-G, and send us the questions you want answered. Give us your feedback, guests you want to hear from, and your hopes for National SC's 2021 season. Tim, before we go, any final thoughts? No, just like Wes said, I'm going to reiterate it one more time. Rate, review, subscribe. But more importantly, if you know friends who would be interested in a great podcast that we're hoping to provide uh, covering Nashville Soccer Club, let them know. Tell them to hit it up on on Apple Store, whatever it's called, <laughs> on, on uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell them that we're available there and they can check us out. It's going to be worth your time. There are a lot of good podcasts out there in the soccer world, and there are some in Nashville too. Heck, my brother even hosts one. There's some good content out there. We think we can bring you something different, and we're excited to to bring that your way this season. As we close, special thanks to Moon Taxi again for providing music for the show. As with every other podcast on the 440 Sports Network, we will put the spotlight on local hosts, local companies, local advertisers, and local musicians because 440 Sports Network and Club and Country exist for Nashville for Middle Tennesseans. This show exists for those who love soccer in Music City. Tim, thanks for joining me. It was fun. We will do this again Tuesday, a short week, and we can't wait to continue the conversation with you in a longer form next time. Until then, so long. So long.